Welcome back to Open Your Door. We just unpacked Song of Solomon 1-1 with here's a Song of Songs, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty Jesus. Solomon is a type of, as we unpacked it, and his title is Song of Songs. His role right now currently is he's doing the investigative judgment. He's in the Holy of Holies, the most holy place. Before we continue, let's take a moment to pray. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Thank you to get together. Lord, I pray for your spirit to come down and open our hearts and our minds. I pray for you to speak clearly through me. Lord, thank you for all your blessings. In your name I pray. Amen. Song of Solomon, verse 2 of chapter 1. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. When you read this verse, it is important to understand that kiss means to touch gently. In Hebrew, the word is neshak. The primitive word is used with the idea of fasten up or being merged with. We can find this in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head, and kissed or touched him, and said, It is not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance. When you continue reading the story, you see that Saul became one with God. You will read how Saul was given a new heart. God was with him when he needed him. He prophesied with three others near the Philistine garrison and with three other prophets. When we are touched or grafted with Christ, does he not give us a new heart? Are we not transformed? Do we not follow our Lord and become new, laying aside our former life and allowing Christ to lead? So let him touch me and let him bind me. A synonym for bind would be join, merge, or unite. So Saul was united or bound with God. When we look at the Song of Solomon, we see a message from Christ to the church. As we previously indicated, I believe this message is to the church, the Laodicean church. So in this verse, you see, let him kiss me. You see the church saying, let him unite me, let him bind me. But why? Look at the history of the churches, it gives us more insight. This is extensive study that you can find almost anywhere. A movement started with Wycliffe, the Morning Star, which was to get Bibles to every person in their own language, not just the clergy and not just in Latin. Then Luther, who taught justification through faith, Romans chapter 1 verse 17, the just shall live by faith, and was against paying indulgences to get loved ones out of hell. It carried over to John Calvin, who taught out against idols and many other Roman Catholic teachings. He started preaching right from the book of Matthew, which at the time was very, very taboo. Then you have Zwingli, who led the way for the Anabaptists and the Baptist movement, which taught baptism through immersion, not sprinkling. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, Then he allowed him, when he has been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. William Tyndale translated both New Testament and Old Testament before he was put to death. The church was moving out of the dark ages and being united with Christ or being bound back to him in truth and light. Thus the Protestant movement or Reformation was born and could not be stopped. From this you find the roots for Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran, and Methodist movements all brought new lights to the table. 
but why would there be so many different movements? Why wouldn't just one light reach to the end? This movement started with the Lutheran movement cutting ties with the only allowed religion at the time, which was Catholic. Calvin broke, broke away from the Lutheran ideas, then Zwingli, the Baptist, and Wesley Brothers, Methodists, broke from the Calvin movement due to a doctrine of limited atonement, which was the most controversial of the documents, doctrines. It is found nowhere outside of Calvinism, and even some Calvinists disagree with it. The church was growing. It was receiving new light from God. It was united with Christ. Let him kiss me. The church was longing to grow into Christ. The movement carried all the way over to the Millerite movement, which taught about the cleansing of the sanctuary, which is found in Daniel chapter 8, verse 14. For 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. And used Numbers 14.34, 40 days for each day you shall bear the guilt for one year, namely 40 years. The Millerites used this to figure out that 2,300 days equals 2,300 years. Then they used Ezra chapter 7 verse 13 to get the start date for the end of the Israelites in the Babylonian captivity. I issue a decree that all those people of Israel and the priests and the Levites in my realm who volunteered to go up to Jerusalem. The Millerite movement led the way to the sanctuary message found in Hebrews, which is listed in our last blog. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 1 through 27. Christ is a center of everything. Not only is he the lamb, but he is the kingly high priest. He is the showbread. He is the light. Christ is standing by representing us before the Father against Satan, saying, These are mine. So moving on in verse 2, let him kiss me, or let him unite me with the kisses of his mouth. Let's talk about the word mouth. Because we know let him kiss me with the kisses is let him unite me with his gentle touch. So mouth is peh. It means talking or speaking. Speaking or talking means words. Christ's words are truths. This is the church speaking of or declaring that they want to let him or Christ unite them, unite us, unite the church with the gentleness of his words or truths. The Reformation or Protestant movements has been moving the church in the direction of light, each time gaining more knowledge or more truths. The Laodicea in church, the seventh church, is meant to seek the truth. It is meant to live for the truth. Therefore, I believe with my entire soul that before the second coming of the Lord, or the second advent of the Lord, there will be a great movement that will many will unify under one banner. And this is the banner of Christ, not of man. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 through 14. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and all the places that I have driven you, says the Lord. I will bring you from the place from which I have caused you to be carried away captive. We, like the Israelites, are in captivity and are captives in a foreign land. And when we earnestly yearn for him, truly seek him, truly long to be united or reconciled with him, he will buy his gentle truths. We read in Revelation chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. As many as I love and rebuke and chasten, therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I sent the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit at my, with me on my throne as I also have overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. Overcome what? Temptation and sin. James chapter 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verses 14 and 15 in James. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Verse 18 of James. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be kind of first fruits of his creature. His will is for us to be united with him, reconciled to him. And it is by his gentle words, his gentle speech, that we can understand that his words are truth. That we can strive to be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Those who long for him with all their heart, a true conversion or a true reconciliation with Christ that can only come from being truly united or grafted with his word through the Father's love. The next part of the verse is for that love is better than wine the word for love here is doubt it means fathers love or beloved john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life what more can a father do for us that he already hasn't in isaiah chapter 5 verses 3 and 4 judge please between me and my vineyard what more could I have done for my vineyard that I have already not done in it? We are God's vineyard, God's harvest, God's creation. We belong to him. He has taken away the death sentence which sin has given us. And he has gave us a way out of every temptation as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you, which is you accept such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also be able to make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. This is the Father's love. This is that redeeming love, that true love. Back to Song of Solomon, it goes with better than wine. The word for wine is yawin. Yawin, it means fermented. Commonly used for wine bibbers. When we're reading this verse, we see the church is being reconciled or united with Christ. We could track the early Reformation movement or Protestant movement with leaving the false doctrines from Roman Catholicism and moving into the truth. We could track the growth in of the movement and the track the issues that they had with the only religion presented at the time. We read in Revelations chapter 18, verse 3, For all nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication. This verse is speaking of the fall of Babylon. Wine is the wrath of fornication. It's speaking of false doctrines. I'm not just speaking of just one religion or one sect of Christianity. When we truly yearn for Christ, when we truly want to be reconciled to him, be united with him, when we call out and we look for him with all of our hearts, he will listen and we will find him. With his gentleness of his speech, the truth of his words, we will know him. He has done everything in his power to save us. But there is a choice that we all must make. God and Christ will not choose for you. This is something that's important for you to do today. This verse reads, Let us be reconciled to Christ with the gentleness of his truth, for God's love is better than false doctrine. 
This is why it's important to search your Bible, search for truth, never cease in prayer, earnestly surrender your life to him, let go of self and follow. Throw yourself at the understanding that you are nothing without him. He is the creator. You are just a creation. He is a song of songs and you are just a song. I have mentioned before about false doctrines and what I have found from my studies. From rapture to death, from the sanctuary message to the Sabbath, to follow in all of the commandments, not just what you feel you want to, to complete and utter surrender to Christ and to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer, to walk as he walked, to continue to press forward toward that upward call. This world is not your home. This world offers only pain, death, and sadness. But look to Christ. Unite with Christ. Lean on his gentle truth. Stay in the Father's love. Shun false doctrine. Don't follow the traditions of men or creations. But search for yourself. Follow Christ and his traditions. The creator. Aim to be a first fruit of God. Revelation chapter 14 verses 4 and 5. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. I pray for each one of us to truly yearn, to truly long to be with Christ. Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16. Not that I've already attained or have already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay, lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let as many as are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. I pray for wisdom for all of us. If you're feeling or you're lacking, you're not sure, pray to God to reveal his gentle truths. Nevertheless, wherever you are, follow and love God with all your strength, with all your mind, all your soul, and all your heart. God bless.